0: program is transcribed. The headlines in the papers these days make pretty good reading. The Allies are plowing ahead on all fronts, but we're a long way from the finish. This is only the beginning of the end, and that's why it's so important for all of us to serve our country where we're needed most. Women, here's one way you can contribute to victory. Join the U.S. Cadet Nurse Corps. The shortage of nurses is still acute. The U.S. Public Health Service must enroll an additional 60,000 cadet nurses this year. Now here's an opportunity for you to get into war work with the future. There'll be a great demand for nurses during the post-war years, both at home and abroad. To qualified young women, the U.S. Cadet Nurse Corps offers an interesting and stimulating career and provides all-expense scholarships, official outdoor uniforms, and monthly allowances. Get more information today. Write to the U.S. Cadet Nurse Corps, Box 88, New York City. The Adventures of the Sea Hound. network presents the adventures of the sea hound with captain silver and jerry in the jungles of Peru, Captain Silver's faith in Fletcher proved well-founded. Much to everyone's surprise, the big dog pointed to Ita, leader of the Indian laborers, as the one whom Gleason had hired to make trouble in the camp. Ita fled, but Fletcher caught him. When Captain Silver, Senor Gallo, and Jerry reached the prisoner, they were cut off from camp by other Indians, and those other Indians showed signs of real trouble. Eat a signal by a yell, and the Indians started closing in on Captain Silver. And worst of all, they were armed. Every one of them held a pistol.
1: They stopped fighting those guns. Where'd they get them? Gleason, of course.
0: He must have brought them here in his plane.
1: That's why he was so smug about everything.
0: He knew what would happen if it came to a showdown.
1: They're creeping up a few feet at a time. What's that we should do, Captain?
0: I'm going to try talking to them again. Hurry.
1: Gola Caracay, Mataki. They pay no attention to you.
0: All right, all right, Eita. You tell them to be quiet. Taku. No. Quiet. Yes. Yes, Ida, it's quiet now. You seem to have those Indians well under control. <laughs> Ida, boss? I see you are. Your friend
1: over there. Start trouble. The Manuel well and the others are coming this way. <laughs> Start trouble? It start boom,
0: boom. There'll be no trouble, Ita.
1: Manuel's waving. He's signaling to us.
0: I'll signal to him, to stay back. These Indians are just waiting for an excuse to start shooting. Oh,
1: Jiminy Crickets, how'd they learn to use guns?
0: (laughs) Good friend, come to Villa John River a long time ago. Good friend. You mean Senor Gleason? (laughs) You mean same. Oh, so he came to your village, eh? (sighs) Oh, him come. And when was that? Long time. Come with other men and give Ita people boom, boom. Show how make noise. Then take boom, boom. Go away. Uh, you're quite proud of yourself, aren't you? I suppose Gleason made great promises. Him, good friend. What are you going to do now? No. Ita, all Indian, go home. Good friend, say. And go home.
1: Well, does he mean they're going to leave us? I guess so. Well, Jiminy Crickets, Captain Silver, we can't let them go, can we? Yes, Jerry. But what about the confession? If you don't get Ida to confess, you can't get Dirk Gleason. A
0: confession by Ida wouldn't mean anything. It wouldn't? Not in the courts of Lima.
1: Oh, hang it all.
0: He's right, Jerry. Nothing Ida might say would implicate Dirk Gleason. I doubt if Ida and the other Indians really understand what they've done. No. Ida go. All right, Eater. Go ahead. Come on, Jerry. Francisco, we'll go back to the camp. Yes, sir. Oh, come on, come on, cheer up. You two look as though you'd lost your best friend. You've got to take a setback once in a while.
1: Oh, well, look at Gleason standing over there. What? he'll gloat all over the place.
0: You'd better not gloat too loudly. I will punch his fat stomach. Oh, this is the return of the warriors, eh? At least we identified the traitor, Gleason. You know, Silver, I wondered if you'd be fool enough to try to make a stand against those guns. I hoped you would. Yes, I suppose you did. Please let me offer congratulations. For what? Your far-sightedness. Eater just told me how you had him lined up before Manuel hired him. I'm admitting nothing. Gleason... You said you were returning to the States, didn't you? Did I say that? You know you said that, Glitton Yes, you were going to abandon your interest in Peru, remember? You said you stopped off here only to bid us goodbye and make an attempt at establishing more cordial relations before you left Peru. <laughs> I think I've uh, changed my plans. I thought you weren't very serious when you made those statements. Silver... We've been fighting each other since the day you came aboard my yacht. I've swung some hard blows at you, and I'm a man that can swing them. But you've parried most of them. It's certainly strange to hear you speaking honestly. I know that there's a fortune in this project of Gallows. If he completes the airfield and launches gliders that can carry freight, it'll be one of the biggest things Peru has ever seen. Si, Plano sí. Claro que sí. There's a fortune in natural resources in this jungle. Economical transportation will work wonders. And don't you wish you had a finger in it? Yes, I do. I've thought the Gallo might forfeit his franchise. You have done all you could to make that happen. I've tried. You have tried everything, listen, including murder. But you have failed. I haven't failed yet. You have a long way to go, Senor Gallo. There's still a great big question about the job. But now if we get together on it and stop fighting... That is out of the question. But listen to me. I have the facilities to issue bonds in Lima. The citizens of Peru can share in this enterprise. Hmm. While you own most of it. Oh, no, Gleason. Do not talk of partnerships. You shall have no part in this airfield. But look at that field. It's got to be three times as big as it is. All those trees have to be cleared. When that's done, you've got to get tow planes and gliders. Those things will be done. Yes, by whom? What you've done so far was done by Eta and the Indians. They've left you. See, si, thanks to you. Let me in on this thing, and I'll have them back on the job tomorrow morning. I... Just a minute. Bueno, Capitan Silva will speak for me. Gleason, you say our laborers have gone. Yes, and I alone can bring them back. We not only don't need those Indians, Gleason, we don't even want them. Oh. You're trying to put on a bold front, Sylvie. Oh, I don't bluff. Well, then who's going to clear the land? There are acres of trees to be cut, stumps to be dug. Gleason, things have been happening behind your back. What do you mean? Turn around and look over there. The men have been busy. The sides of those two big planes have been opened and the cargo is being unloaded. I can't find it all. How do you
1: look, Senor Gallo? <laughs> oh, caramba. Uh, I am looking.
0: Those planes brought in heavy machinery for us. See those machines? Wait till that bulldozer goes to work. Why, that one machine will do more in a day than all of Ida's men could do in three weeks. I forgot. We didn't even hope to get that stuff here as soon as this. Ironic, isn't it, that your own plot to hurt us brought that machinery here two weeks ahead of time? Avola. It's too bad you won't be here tomorrow, Gleason, to see that thing at work. Drop back in a couple of weeks and see the progress we've made. All right, Silver. I've given you a chance. You'll find that I have some trump cards left. I'll bet they'll be interesting. You'll wish you'd listen to my proposition before this job is done. Gleason... Your plane will be filled with gas. Be sure you're out of here at daybreak tomorrow.
1: Huh? Look, Captain Silver. Quiet a
0: minute, Jerry.
1: Wait. It's 3 a.m. There. Golly, haven't you been to bed yet? No,
0: not yet, Jerry. Sorry the radio awakened you. I had it down low.
1: Well, that wouldn't waken me. I I guess I... Well, I just wakened.
0: I've been listening to Gleason's radio. Oh. His pilot's a good man on code. Fast sender.
1: Well, has he been going ever since I turned in?
0: Yes. I had a hunch Gleason would be using his radio. He was. He sent exactly 42 different messages. 42? Yeah. Here they are. And they don't mean a thing to me. Just a jumble of letters. Don't even know whom they're for.
1: Code, huh? Yes. Well, can you break the code?
0: I'm going to try. There's plenty to work on. Looks like some sort of substitution code.
1: It's too bad Kukai isn't here. He's good at codes.
0: Well, if I have too much trouble, I'll pass these along to him. Now turn over and get some sleep. Tomorrow's another day. All
1: right. Uh, Captain Silver. Yes? How about letting me drive that bulldozer?
0: Uh, we'll see, Jerry, we'll see.
1: Do you say Capitan Silver needs me at once, Jerry? Yes, Senor Gallo. He sent me for you as soon as he saw you come out of your tent. Ah, oh, but wait. Let me watch that bulldozer at work. <laughs> see how he takes up the trees. Oh, it is wonderful. Uh, Senor Gallo, I, I think this is important.
0: Oh, uh, muy bien. I will go to the tent with you.
1: He's been up all night again.
0: El uh, Capitan?
1: Yes, sir. I wakened about three, and he was intercepting a lot of coded messages sent by Dirk Gleason. Hmm. I had the report from a guard that there were lights in Gleason's plane until after three. Well, after the transmission stopped, Captain Silver started decoding the messages.
0: He would not go to bed and get some rest,
1: eh? Not when there's anything to be done.
0: Caramba, ese hombre. Uh,
1: Here we are. Here's Senor Gallo.
0: Oh, come in, Francisco. Capitan, did you not hear the bulldozer at work? (laughs) They can probably hear that thing in Lima. And You did not come out to see it? Oh, Senor, it is worth going miles to see. It did, uh... Jerry tell you what I've been doing? I uh, see. Uh, you mean about the radio messages? Yes. But uh, one of them. Why are you so serious? It's not just being tired. It makes you look like that. No, it's not just being tired. Capitan, que hay, que pasa? Here, read this message. Uh, this is one that you intercepted? Yes, it's decoded. To John W. Bacon, New York. That's the first one. But uh, it's not serious, is it? It's mighty serious. Read the next one. Bueno. Uh, Jones, Florida.
1: Captain Silver, what are they? Wait, Jerry,
0: wait till he's read them. Oh. Capitan, do you think uh, these mean anything? They do. There are about 40 more of them, and all along the same line.
1: Cuarenta mas?
0: The same? Caramba. Francisco, I've got to make some trips to offset these messages. I don't know whether I can do it or not. But you must offset them. If if Gleason succeeds...
1: What's he going to do? I mean, what's he trying to do?
0: He's trying to make it impossible for us to get a single plane or glider when the airport is done. If he's successful, Jerry, we'll lose the franchise after the airfield is completed. Because we can't get a plane to make a flight from here. Capitan, you said you might offset what he's doing. I've got to have the fastest plane in Peru, and one that's equipped for long flights. Can I get it? I still have friends, friends with influence, senor. And uh, I can promise you a fast plane. Good, good. How soon will you leave, and how long will you be gone? I've got to leave as soon as possible. I don't know when I'll be back.
1: How far do you have to go?
0: I may have to go all the way to Washington, Jerry. I've got to go just as far as Gleason's influence goes, and one step farther. Well, events are moving toward a mighty climax, so don't miss tomorrow's episode. Tune in at the same time for further Adventures of the (laughs) Seahound. Until tomorrow, then, Captain Silver says... Smooth sailing.